Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is back and better than ever. Hour number two, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. And this is going to be good because right now on the Shell Penzoil performance line, we find one of my favorite people in the world, Dan Orlovsky, who is now one of the stars of NFL Live every weekday on ESPN. And he continues to do our show in the morning, Get Up, and he's great. And Dan, you know how much affection I have for you. You know that of all of the nephews I feel like I am, I'm working with in the business, you are, are my first and most successful prodigy. And so it, it pains me that today I'm going to make you yell at me not once but twice right here on this radio show. How are you, Dan? Are you ready? I'm doing great, Greeny. I'm, I am okay. absolutely ready, of course. Okay. Here's the first one. And this is one that you don't see coming because I didn't get to this on television this morning. But I'm going to lead with it because I just want everyone to hear how upset Dan gets when I say it. And that is this. You are overdoing it on Josh Allen. You are going much too far on Josh Allen. Not the MVP piece but just how good he actually is. It is my opinion that if we were to make a list of the elite quarterbacks in the National Football League, I would not put his name on it. Would you, and what is your reaction to that thought? No, no, I would not put his name on the elite list, no, because he hasn't done it consistently enough, long enough to warrant that. But has he been elite this year? Absolutely, unequivocally, the answer is yes. He's been... Um, the reason they've won football games. He's got accounted for 12 touchdowns in three games. He's diversified their offense, Green. I mean, he has made their offense a, a triple-threat offense. They can run the football with their backs. They could throw the football as much as they want, but then they utilize the quarterback run. I mean, it's a triple-threat offense right now. And I always say this, like quarterbacks enter a different conversation than they could beat you three ways. He could beat you with his arm. He could beat you with his legs. And now he's starting to beat people with his, with his mind, the way he's working through progression. So he's not an elite quarterback in the NFL right now, no. But he's been elite this year. And he's been the second-best quarterback in football in the fourth quarters. And it's a big reason why they're 3-0. and out. Okay, fair enough. So you didn't yell at me for that. That's not what I was expecting you to say. But I'm glad to hear that you are on the right side of that discussion. Now let's get to the other one. Uh, Tell me your perspective on Doug Peterson's decision yesterday after the 59-yard field goal was scuttled by his team uh, with a legal motion uh, and moving it back five yards. He doesn't want to try a 64-yard field goal, so his decision to punt in the waning seconds of overtime yesterday and thus accept that his team was going to finish in a tie with Cincinnati. Yeah, it was a terrible decision. It was a decision just kind of riddled in fear. Um in that moment, I understand what the reality of a fourth and 12 is and where the ball was and what the negative, like if you go for it there and you don't get it, you're telling the other team, hey, if you guys get 10 yards in the next 15 seconds, you guys are going to have a chance to win this football game. So I know the risk that is tied to it. At the same time, there's only one thing in the NFL that matters, winning. There's, there, there's not, it, it's, it's win or, or nothing else. And for him in that moment to make the decision to punt with 19 seconds left sends a clear message to his quarterback that I don't think you're good enough. It sends a clear message to his defense saying, if I go for this and I don't get it, I don't think you can shut down a rookie quarterback that, and a team that has the number one flash. For a bottom five offensive line in football, I don't think you guys can get a stop. And so you send a very clear message to your football team 
And Greeny, I think it's one that's inanswerable. I don't think there's a way that you can answer this in a in a way to your football team that makes them feel any better about that situation or that decision. It's the wrong decision every you go for it on fourth down. Let me take the other side of that and say the following. His football team spent the previous 69 minutes giving him no reason to have that confidence in them. And what he might say to them, if he wants to, is if you guys want me to make those kinds of decisions, you need to play better football. So you need to block somebody so Carson Wentz isn't running for his life. And Carson, you need to get your head out of your you-know-what and start playing the way that you know you're capable of. And this defense needs to start making a few plays and all the rest of that because at the end of the day, it is not just the coach who has to show confidence in his players. The players have to earn it. They have to deserve it. And I, I have not seen any evidence through three weeks that they do. And that's a fair point, but my, my comment to you would be this, Greeny. A coach's job is to take players from where they are and bring them where they want to go. And sometimes players need some help. Sometimes they need, we, players need a coach to kind of give us a little bit of confidence. I don't care if these guys are professionals. Believe in us at some point. Like we, we hear all the, all the time, my coach believed in me. Like I, I was just so happy that coach went for it because it showed that he believed in us. So, yeah, your point is valid that like they did not play worthy up into that moment for the coach to make that choice, but he gets paid to overcome that stuff. He gets paid to make that decision in that moment, and part of it is to get the pulse of your football team to feel the personality of your football team and to know in that moment that they needed someone to go, you guys can go do this and to go make that. And you know what? If they don't make a green, they don't make it. But at least he could walk in the locker room and go, and guys, if I had to do it again, I would, because I believe you guys are the team good enough to go win that football game. And that resonates in locker rooms. So the one thing that we can definitively agree on is that Carson Wentz, and the Eagles are just not playing well. And anyone who has watched you on Get Up or on any other show where you appear knows how highly you think of him. And frankly, so did I. And I felt that word, so do I. I mean, three weeks is, is not, does not redefine a person's career. But it has been somewhat startlingly terrible through three weeks, yeah. Dan. Why? Why? What's happening? Well, uh, there's a lot of reasons. You know, I'd say mechanically there are some flaws. But I think the biggest thing is this, Green. I think this, this organization has become overcome with fear. You know, like, okay, we, we don't want Carson Wentz to get hurt anymore. We don't want him running around. So, like, we, we've got to take that away from him because we're fearful that he's going to get hurt. We take a quarterback in the second round instead of getting an impactful player because we're scared that our quarterback is going to get hurt. We hunt the ball on fourth and 12 because we're scared. And I think Carson Wentz right now, when I watch him play, the best word or phrase I could use to describe his play is nonchalant. There's a nonchalant aspect to his game. The ball placement is nonchalant. The throwing is nonchalant. The body language is nonchalant. I'm never going to criticize somebody or come at somebody and say they, they're not caring, but it certainly looks there's this nonchalant aspect to his game. You watch Russell play and, and Tom Brady play and Aaron Rodgers play right now and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. There's a... There's a definitiveness to what they're doing. There's a, a, a kind of this fierce look in their eye on every play that they are so locked in. It's not this overhyped focus, but they're so locked in with, and very deliberate with everything they're doing. And Carson is just very nonchalant right now. 
And um, it's it's affecting where he's throwing the football. It's affecting himself in the pocket. It's it's affecting his ball placement. And that's why. But, Green, let me be very clear, though. Like, this is bigger mm-hmm. than just the quarterback. This is a bad football team right now. They're, they're, I just watched their game on the car ride to Bristol. They, run, they ran like four or five different pass concepts the whole game. They ran slants and inside fades. It looks like a high school offense. The defense is the only team in the NFL right now without a takeaway. It's the highest-paid defensive line in football. They don't have a takeaway. So they're a bad football team right now. The really good insight. Dan Orlowski with me on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Let's talk about the people who are playing great. And let's start with Russell Wilson, who I think is playing better than anyone in the league. The numbers would indicate that. He's the first player ever with 14 touchdown passes in the first three weeks. He's been great for a long time. Why has he elevated so far this season? Well, the big thing is, you know, the the catchphrase or the funny phrase that everyone is using is, let Russ cook. Well, the reality is that Seattle is giving him more at bat every game. And so that's why we're seeing some of the statistical performances we're seeing on him. They're just saying, okay, we're going to let him throw it a lot more than we used to. And so in the past where he's had 28 attempts or something like that, now he's having 40-plus attempts every game, every game. He's getting more at-bats. And when you give a guy that's playing that position as good as anybody in the NFL that many at-bats, he's at some point over that extra 15 plays going to hurt you five, six times more. And so there's a complete control of his game. He no longer has to wait to see things happen. He is, he is seeing them happen in his eyes before they actually do. And it's just this immense amount of, amount, immense amount of control. And Grady, also, this is reality, too. This is the most talent he's had around him offensively as well in his career. And that's a big deal. Like, DK Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett are really, really good players. Yes, DK Metcalf needs to remember <laughs> the last few yards. You know what? I, I didn't get to ask you this question this morning. Um, when, when that play happens... When, for those who didn't see it, uh, Metcalf catches a ball behind the defense. It's going to be a 60-something-yard touchdown. And, f- yeah. again, for reasons, it just jogs the last few feet, and the defender catches up and bats the ball away, and it winds up being a touchback. Like, what happens on the sideline when a play like that takes place? What, what, what happens on the sideline? What do the coaches do? What do the teammates do? What, is it, what happens in film today when they see that again? Yeah, a big part of it is, um, you know, who, like, the leaders are and the coaches and whatnot. What's the player's personality like? Can, can you go and talk to them and say, hey, what are you doing or whatnot? But a big deal is going, hey, you know, I, as a quarterback, I'm going to come right back to you. Um, I'm, I'm Like, you get open again. I, I trust you again. Don't do that. Like, that's not who we are. That's not who you are. But I'm coming right back to you. When you get your opportunity again, I'm going to need you to come make some plays for us to go win this football game. So it's it's as quickly as you can get those guys' mind to move on from it. You'll teach them on Monday, right? You can you, Monday you can come and rip them and, and move on and, and be the coach or whatnot. But in that moment, you got to get them to move on so they can focus on what's next. And that's what happened. Is Metcalf ends up, you know, catching the game winner. Dan Orlovsky is with me here. Um, let's talk about the Bears and the Falcons yesterday, Dan. What was your immediate reaction? when you saw Nick Foles come running out onto the field and Trubisky standing there with that, with that very recognizable forlorn look in his eyes, what was your first reaction when they decided to make the switch? 
Yeah, not surprised at all. You know, I, I had said when they decided to say Mitch Trubisky was going to start, I said, this is the right decision because once you move on from Mitchell, you move on from Mitchell forever, not just this season. And so it was the right decision to start Mitchell Trubisky. But I said, the reality is that he needs to be the person, the reason why that team jumps out to a 2-0 and start or 3-0 and start. And that wasn't the case. They were 2-0 and because their defense was playing really good football and they had a miracle win in week one and played a bad team in week two. So once they make that decision, they're making that decision for the good. And I said this, he was having success with poor habits, almost lying to himself in a way. And so when you fall down like that to a bad Atlanta team, it's time to go. And Nick Foles obviously capitalized on the opportunity. I don't think Mitchell Trubisky ever plays for the Bears again, if not for an injury to Nick Foles. They're not turning back to him. Yeah, in fact, as you are talking, one minute ago, Adam Schefter tweeted that Matt Nagy announced Foles will start Sunday against the Colts. So no surprise to you, no surprise to me, and and probably the obvious move. All right, but before I let you run here, I know how much stuff you have to do on these Mondays. Um, I, I would like to talk about two quarterbacks in a place right now where football is bad as football can possibly be. I can't decide which is a worse team and who had a worse day yesterday between the two New York football teams. The Giants, who were humiliated, humiliated on their own field by a San Francisco team that didn't have anybody. And for those who didn't follow it, they played no Garoppolo, no Mostert, no Coleman, no, um, no Bosa, no Solomon Thomas, no Kittle. And, and, and yet they beat the Giants 36-7. to Or the Jets who go to Indianapolis and were actually outscored 16-7 to when their offense was on the field. The Jets were outscored by nine points with their offense on the field yesterday. So my question to you, both those teams are going to have terrible seasons. That goes without saying. But how would you describe the way this is going to affect the quarterbacks? What are you seeing right now in the development of young Daniel Jones and young Sam Darnold? Career-altering in a bad way. I think both these guys are going to suffer from what's around them. The, the, the big thing, Greeny, is you just pray and hope that these guys have absolute fortresses around their mind. Because the – listen, I played on bad teams, and I was a young quarterback on bad teams, and I wasn't these guys. These guys are better players than me. But, man, when you play, when you play on a bad team that's getting coached poorly week after week and you're just getting beat up, you know what starts to happen? You start to think that you're the reason why. You start to think that, you know what, maybe I'm not that good. And doubt becomes a very real enemy in the NFL for a young quarterback. And you got every – listen, I get up on your show every Monday morning and I talk about football plays and I draw them up and everything like that. It's a lot easier for me to do it in that moment, right? And then instead of actually being the guy out there pulling the trigger. And that's sometimes what these coaches do. On Mondays they get in with the clicker and they go, why did you do this? Why did you do this? What is-? And you're like – are you serious right now? And you start to get yourself beat up. And so, especially in a time and in a city like New York with the media and whatnot, this could be detrimental to both of their careers because I don't know how mentally strong they are and how, how much they can take that they can take of the blame and the finger pointing and it's your fault and you're not good enough anymore, especially if that's happening, happening behind closed doors. Here's my gripe with the Jets and the Giants. I know what it's like to be on bad football teams. And I know what it's like to watch a coach overcome the lack of talent to at least get ourselves to the second half. Like, when I was on bad teams, 
listen, we took a blowout here and there, but a lot of times we got ourselves into the second half because of the way our coaches coached, and we gave ourselves a chance. Maybe we were down 10 in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't 30 to nothing at the end of the first quarter. And that's what I'm watching the Jets and the Giants going, how can you guys not even be giving your teams chances in the second half and not being getting blown out? And so my fear for those young quarterbacks is this is going to have a negative impact on their long terms. It's a great, it's a great point, and it is exactly the right concern. Let me bother you for one more thing while I have you. We have the Monday Night Football Preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and this is the one that we've had circled on the calendar forever. Give me a quick thought. What do you expect tonight, Kansas City, Baltimore, and the two great young quarterbacks uh, with the stage all to themselves? Yeah, Kansas City has not looked like the defending Super Bowl champion, um, but third week, um, I expect a much bigger improvement. The Chargers always play them difficult. Um, I think that the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense, how they defend space is going to go a long way tonight. Baltimore creates it pre-snap as good, if not better than anybody in the NFL. So the Chiefs got to defend it and tackle it really well in space. The caveat tonight is this. If Kansas City goes down 10 nothing or 14 nothing, they have the firepower to get back into this game. If Kansas City jumps up 10 nothing or 14 nothing. Then we get to really find out, is this a different Baltimore Raven football team? Because do they have the firepower to get back? So I think it's all about the Chiefs defense tackling in space and then Mahomes trusting his pocket. If they do that, the Chiefs will win. Monday Night Preview presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Dan, thank you so much for all this time here. We'll be watching NFL Live today, 4 Eastern on ESPN, and I'll see you later in the week. Thank you, Danny. Always green. Thanks, buddy. Uh, he's the best. And, and I, I will just very quickly say as an aside, for those of you who were kind enough to watch us this morning on Get Up, it was the first time since March that I had all these people back in studio. We had Ryan Clark and we had Rex Ryan and we had Dan in studio. And because we have very specific um, social distancing um, requirements, we had to be very purposeful in where we positioned everyone. We tried me off to the side. We tried Dan off to the side. We're just experimenting with things. But I will say that it, it was um, so wonderful to have these guys back and, and, and to just sort of feel the energy and all of that. And I hope that it came through on the TV again for those of you who are nice enough to watch. I, I also want to go back quickly to what Dan was saying a moment ago about the young quarterbacks in New York. I mean, the New York, the New York football season is over. We're not even in October and the New York football teams are so bad. And they're not the only ones. But it is when you're in a city that has two teams and, and they're 0-6 and they have no hope. I mean, none. It's very depressing. But the point that he just made that I think is really um, important is I've said many times that there are far more young quarterbacks who are ruined than developed in the NFL. And I'm very worried in both cases, particularly with the Jets, because that's the team that I care about more. And because Darnold has been there longer, I'm very worried that they're ruining him. Because if you watch Sam Darnold, I have said it over and over again, to the point that many people just don't even want to hear me say it anymore. Cause what the heck difference does it make? But he's so talented so talented and he is regressing he is pressing and regressing and he's making the kinds of mistakes that that demonstrate that no one is coaching him at all whatever coaching he's getting it's hurting not helping it's worse he's getting worse not better 
If the goal is to develop a quarterback, they're going in the opposite direction to see him throwing the interceptions that he's throwing right now. It's physically painful. He is moving backwards in exactly the way Dan is describing. And it's horrible to watch. And that's the worst thing that's happening. Because if you have a young, talented player, you hear how sad Dan sounds talking about it because he knows how important this is for these young guys and their careers. And for Darnold and for uh, Daniel Jones and for all the rest of the young quarterbacks who find themselves in that situation. All right, uh, time to throw it open to you. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. Your hot takes coming off a fascinating Sunday of pro football. 888-SAY-ESPN. Your hot takes are coming up next. What did you see yesterday? I particularly enjoy those from fans who are aggravated, but I'll take whatever you got. If you're happy today, well, someone needs to be. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So I have described for you already the despair uh, that I'm feeling today because, A, I'm a fan of the Jets and they are embarrassing. And, B, I had DK Metcalf (laughs) on DraftKings yesterday and he just chose not to score a 63-yard touchdown. He He just decided he didn't want to. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. So that's the way I'm feeling today. I'd like to hear from you looking for your hot takes here. And I'm going to start with Chad. Chad, you're on ESPN Radio with Greeny. What's on your mind this morning? Greeny, good morning. How you doing, man? Good. First and foremost. Hot take, Chad. Go. All right, man. My hot take, man, it just feels like the Cowboys are angling for 8-8, man. It, It just seems like the defense hasn't gelled yet, even though Alden Smith has stepped in great. It seems like we're stepping away from relying on Zeke. That's not the formula that Cowboys have relied on for the past few years. It just doesn't seem like we're trending in the right way. It just, it's a Chad, bad. It let me ask you like a question. A bad start for the Cowboys. 
Yes, right. it is. It, of course it is. Let me ask you a question. Because it feels to me like the Cowboys are trying desperately to remain balanced and they keep falling behind in these games because their defense is so bad and that forces Dak to open it up. And he's obviously putting up huge numbers, making a few little mistakes, just enough mistakes yesterday that they weren't able to get all their way there and beat a really good Seattle team with Russell Wilson. But generally speaking, are you more concerned about the defense right now or the inability to get over the top with their offense if they're forced to play these shootouts? I would say it's really the defense because it seems like the offense kind of puts it together when it, when it comes to Dak under center or needing to throw. But when it comes to the defense giving a big play after big play, you talk about DK Metcalf almost scoring that big touchdown by just by a hair, you know, messing up on defense, uh, a defense slippage and then a fumble. It just seems like the defense won't keep us in games, and that's a problem. That's right. You're asking your quarterback to be perfect, and he's not, but he's really good. And the idea that anyone is putting any of this on Dak these last two weeks to me is crazy. Thank you for the call. Who's next here? Let me go. Dwight. Dwight, uh, you are with me here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Dwight, what's your hot take? Greeny, I feel your pain. I'm a Falcons fan. It seems (laughs) like they're low-key trying to tank for Trevor. How do you lose games with that much of a lead? It's just ineptness on all sides. We're wasting Calvin Ridley. We've wasted Julio Jones. And it's almost time to move on from Matt Ryan. Let me ask you a question, Chad. How much of the blame do you put on the players? Everyone on my show today was ready to fire the coach. And yes, I'm not trying to excuse Dan Quinn. Those are inexcusable losses. But I mean, feel free to make one first down with a 16-point lead in the fourth quarter. Feel free to know what the rules are on an onside kick without a coach having to remind you before you go out there. I mean, these are professionals, and when you give away back-to-back leads like this, the players have made some mistakes too. Do you put more of this on the players or on the coach? I mean, if I played football, and I know if the ball doesn't go 10 yards, you can touch it before they can. That's a simple <laughs> thing, but the coaching is a huge part. Along with Trevor, you got to think about this too. Arthur Blank might try to lure Dabo out of Clemson. Yes, that I think is a, a, a realistic thing. I think that Dabo Sweeney to the NFL is going to become a hot topic as the season goes on. And wherever Trevor winds up is going to be a place people are going to identify as a possibility. I'm not telling you that I know he's going anywhere. I'm telling you that I hear too many people starting to speculate about it, that it isn't going to be a topic of conversation. Alan, you're next up with me, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Alan, give me a hot take from the NFL yesterday. I'm very excited. I am a grateful Patriots fan. And I just want to get on this little spin about uh, Adam Gase. Great coaches can do a lot with the players that they have if they are good coaches. Hence, um, Matt Castle, 11 and 5, in a year that this kid never even started a college game. I mean, he's a pitcher, right? But the program operated. Bill Belichick mitigates loss better than anybody. I mean, he just takes lemons and makes lemonade. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but it's a fact. And what's going on with the with the Jets, I think it runs from ownership. Constants just don't care. That's why they're not going to get rid of Gase, because why pay somebody else more money when they're making money? And it's not going to it's not going to do anything for their situation. So the only part of that, Alan, obviously, everything you've just said is is correct, with one exception. I don't think the Johnsons don't care. I just don't think they have any idea what they're doing. I think they do care. Um, the comparison of Bill Belichick to Adam Gase, I don't even know where to begin. Like, what? How would I analogize comparing Bill Belichick, 
who I believe to be the greatest coach in the history of American team sports, to Adam Gase, I believe not to be. I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to begin. It's kind of like the uh, Monday night game tonight versus the upcoming Thursday night game. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday night is the Jets and the Broncos. That's, that's unfortunate, to say the very least, for all of you. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I, I, actually, I am going to watch What am I talking about? You know, what the, you know what the worst part of this is? Is that yesterday, I told everybody in the morning, I went and played golf, and I was in such a good mood. I played great yesterday, and I'm in a good mood. And I said to everyone at the golf course, everyone walking up to me on the golf course, hey, Greeny Jets today, and I kept saying, I'm not even watching it. I'm not even going to watch it. You tell me what happened. I'm not even going to watch it. And you know what happened at 4 o'clock? I watched it. And I got Dak and Russell on one channel, and I should spend my whole damn day watching them because I host two talk shows, and I should be talking about teams with great quarterbacks and exciting teams and a great future to watch. And instead, I'm sitting there watching the woebegotten Jets, no matter how brutal it is. the hell is the matter with me? I'm angry at myself. So, yes, I'm going to watch the game Thursday night. But, yes, it is not nearly as good as tonight's game. One more. Birdo, you are on with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Birdo, give me a hot take. Hey, what's going on, Greeny? Uh, just well, super mad about the Rams game. We were down 28-3, to come back, and it's to take a L because of a P.I. call on fourth down. That was our game yes. to win and put our basically rank us top three teams in the league, in my eyes, at least. Yes, you got screwed. I mean, there's no other way to put it, Berto. And you know what drives me crazy? Now that everyone's got me in a bad mood over here, I'll tell you what drives me crazy. When all of these football players and coaches say, you know, there were a lot of plays in that game that could have decided the outcome. Baloney. That's not true. That happens not to be true. Yes, balls bounce in both directions. And yes, there were a lot of plays in that game that could have decided it. But at the end of the day, if they don't throw that flag, the Rams win. They take a knee and the game ends. They win. That call decides the game and it's a bad call. That's it. There's there's no point in hiding it. The only thing I'll say is no one feels bad for the Rams because they went to the Super Bowl based on a call that was a thousand times worse that wasn't made in a championship game. So no one wants to hear it from them. I get that. But you're right. The Rams got screwed yesterday and they're a good team. They're way better than I thought. They got two really good receivers. Quarterback is pretty good. Defense is good. Rams are going to be good all year long. That division is going to be good all year long. All right, coming up, I will ask the toughest question of the day. The toughest question for a sports fan to answer today. Next with me, Greeny, on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. But right now, I, will, I told you I would ask you the toughest question of the day. And this one was inspired by my friend Ray. Little Ray, I call him. Ray Necci. Cuffy to you and me. 
And he sent me a text. He's always suggesting ideas. And this was a good one. He said, Greeny, would you rather lose like the Falcons or lose like the Jets? Who's having a tougher day today? The Falcon fan who has had an unprecedentedly bad two weeks. Just how strange have these last two weeks been? Well, let me give you the answer to that. Field Yates tweeted it. Over the last two seasons, excuse me, over the last 20 seasons, no team had blown multiple 15-point fourth-quarter leads in a single season. The Falcons have done it in back-to-back weeks. So that's who they are. Who are the Jets? That's way worse. Way worse. Hembo sent me a stat on that this morning. I've been saving it all day just to read this to you. We have a stat at ESPN called Total Efficiency, which measures a team's offense, defense, and special teams and blends on a 0 to 100 scale. The Jets is 6.4. 6.4 on a scale of 0 to 100. So which of those is worse? Would you rather be me today, whose team is hopeless, terrible, out of every game, basically before kickoff, they should, if they win the coin toss, they should elect to go home. Or the Falcons, who just reinvent new ways to lose, who should absolutely be two and one with what would have been one very respectable loss to Russell Wilson is going to make a lot of people look that bad this year. And you're sitting up there fighting with Tampa Tom for the division instead of talking about firing your coach. Which one is worse? It's a tough question. I've always said as a fan, I'd actually rather just be terrible. Like losing the heartbreaker where you, you feel like you should have won, you think you're going to win. I will say this. The Jet games make me angry, but I don't feel a lot of anguish. I don't feel nervous. <laughs> I most definitely don't feel nervous. So I, maybe that's a step in the right direction. But who, who has it worse right now? The fans of the Atlanta Falcons or the fans of the really terrible teams in the league like mine. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Then there's the other side. Then there's all of my friends. Those of you who know me, you know my background. I grew up in New York, and then I grew up again in Chicago. I lived in Chicago for 11 years, including college, and I grew up in the business there. I covered the Bears, and I met and married my wife there, so I married a Chicago girl. So my life is pretty much half Chicago, and almost... Half the people I know are Chicago people and Chicago sports fans. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really getting a little aggravated of hearing from hearing from all of you guys about how unhappy, unsatisfied you are with your 3-0 and team. You know what? Try being a Falcons fan or a Jet fan today. The Bears made the decision they wanted to make. The coach made the decision he wanted to make. He made it yesterday. He made it again today. You don't believe me? The proof was in the timing. The fact that Matt Nagy started Mitchell Trubisky at all, he did because they, he basically had no choice. He had to give the guy every chance he could because of what the organization invested in him. Because now they are saddled with the fact that that is going to go down as one of the worst draft picks in history. That, that goes next to Sam Bowie and all the rest of these. Greg Oden getting picked ahead of Kevin Durant. and You name it. You name the worst draft picks ever to trade up to take a quarterback in a draft that later produces Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, is as bad as it gets. And unfortunately for Trubisky, that's his lot in life, and he has thrown his last pass as a bear. And the coach couldn't wait to get him out of there because they're 2-0, and and he's already shown you he can bring you from behind. He did it week one. He did it two weeks before yesterday. Coach gets him out. First, first chance he has, gets him out. In comes Foles. And then today, 
Usually these coaches, they'll stretch this thing out to Wednesday. They'll stretch this thing out all week long. They'll, they'll leave people hanging in the balance, wondering who are you going to make the quarterback? When are you going to make the decision coach? Let the defense, let the other team not know. Boom. Nagy has already announced it. Foles is my guy. He has moved on. This is what he wanted all along, the coach. And I can't blame him anymore because it's just the right thing to do. Unfortunately, Mitch Trubisky just isn't good enough. That's just the reality of the situation. So you might as well give it a go. Maybe Foles doesn't stay healthy. We'll see. Maybe Foles doesn't have that magical run in him like he did before. We'll see. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. But I know it's worth the risk because I know what you had wasn't getting you anywhere. The coach wanted to make the decision, and he did immediately. And thus, the proof is in the Pennzoil. Pennzoil synthetic motor oils are made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Great one tonight. Kansas City, Baltimore, and Monday Night Football. I've got the Ravens. Hashtag KOD. I think the Ravens have built that team to play Kansas City. They got tripped up because they ran into a team that was the absolute opposite last year in Tennessee. But they're built for the Chiefs. And I think they're ready. I think Lamar Jackson is ready to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. And I think he has the better situation tonight, particularly on defense. I like the Ravens to win a good one tonight. And I'll see you tomorrow morning for Get Up. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.